It's the JT the Brick Show. Open Adams at the 35, racing to the 20, 10, touchdown Raiders! Broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. Gets the snap, Raiders bring a blitz, he takes him off the middle, and he's wrapped up from behind! Guess who? Max Crosby! Your silver and black home to sound off for over 20 years. Spinning around, he throws it to Chandler Jones of midfield! And Stafford! Chandler Jones racing towards the end zone! Oh my goodness! And now, here's JT the Brick. Out of the gate, JT with you on a big day here. Raider Nation Radio, 9.20 a.m. Charles Woodson will join us here momentarily. Big day for Charles. Came to terms with the Raiders on a big deal for his Woodson bourbon whiskey, and he's been proud partners with us exclusively here since he launched that. So I just got back from practice, only saw a little bit of it. Jimmy G out there as I came back to the studio here today, and we're going to be here for the next two hours, and I hope you join us and chime in as we wrapped up the all-time team. We did that. We put a bow on that yesterday. The quarterbacks, appreciate everybody playing along, everybody who joined us for all that. Thank you so much. And now we're, we're just heading into the preseason. We got the Niners here. So practice Thursday and Friday as the Niners come to town. Uh, that used to be a really big deal uh, back in the Bay Area. We called it the Battle of the Bay, and it was fantastic, and we're going to have a lot of fun with this game coming up on Sunday. I'm bummed out that we play Sunday for the season ticket holders, and then we don't have a game until week three. That is a long void of time, all due respect to Ed Sheeran, and the concerts are there, but Raiders aren't here for a while, man, and there's a lot going on. After the Raiders play the Niners, listen to where they'll be. Let this think in, because I know the men and women behind the scenes who travel, who put this all together, Bobby Romanski and his team. The Raiders will go to Los Angeles for an extended stay next week, with the dual scrimmages with the Rams. Dallas to the Palace in Dallas, our third preseason game. How about that? Dallas. And then all the way to Denver, then to Buffalo. That's a lot. That's a lot of mileage for preseason in the first two games of the regular season. This is a big deal. I don't, no one's really talking about this. I think the Raiders can handle this. They travel first class. They got their own private charter. They stay in the greatest hotels. They got one of the best equipment staffs in all sports. That's not the problem. It's just a big deal that we're not going to see the Raiders till week three. So as we open up the show, uh, today's topic is pretty simple because we are waiting for Aiden O'Connell, who's going to speak today. I told Bobby uh, I wanted to cover all this. I want to hear this quarterback. So he's scheduled to speak. We will either take it live or we'll record it and play it right afterwards. And we'll hear from him. Kevin Bollinger, the sports director from Fox 5, will join us. I saw him at practice today. So we got a pretty busy show. But I want to I talk about the quarterbacks other than Jimmy. I was driving back from practice today, watching Hoyer and seeing Jimmy G and Garbers and O'Connell. I thought a good opening monologue topic, which is brought to you by PT's Best Happy Hour in Town, uh, 5 to 7, uh, midnight to 2 a.m., would be Aiden O'Connell. Because everything I'm hearing about him is outstanding. Outstanding from other teams, other insiders, people saying that they were going to draft him if the Raiders didn't get him. Uh, His body, I'm never going to make the comparison with Brady. I promise you I never will other than this one. 
Do you remember when Brady took off his shirt at the combine and had no muscles and had no muscle mass? When I see Aiden O'Connell walk by me today, he's a big guy. And they're going to mold that body. That Now he works for a professional team. They're going to feed him. They're going to get him in the gym. They're going to give him the shakes and the protein shakes. This guy's going to noticeably look different coming up here. And, you know, I'm not one of these guys who's going to say Jimmy Garoppolo is going to get hurt. I just refuse to do it. I don't believe in sports karma. I believe in karma in life on how you treat people. But I've never been the guy to say, you know, Anthony Davis is going to get hurt at some point this year. Jimmy Garoppolo is going to get hurt at some point this year. You know how many people do that? A lot of people do that. Well, he's going to get hurt. Well, would you like to clarify what week so you can help me prep for the show? Is it week two? Is it week eight? And then you talk to some wise-ass fans who say, well, he's he's definitely going to get hurt. How'd you like to be Jimmy Garoppolo going out to dinner out in Southern Highlands and someone sitting across going, he's only going to get hurt at some point? I mean, you don't treat people that way. Jimmy Garoppolo is your quarterback of your team. You fans need to start acting like it. Okay? I'll be the bad guy on this topic. Are there any fans out there, as we head into the Niner game where he played for the Niners, who want to support this guy? I mean, there was a lot of blanking and moaning about Carr for nine years, and it came through my portal. The, the, car, the car lunatics who hated Carr would come to me on the radio, and those who love Carr, hey, we have an open forum here. What is it going to take for you to buy into Jimmy G? Tell me, please, and I'll play along today. I'll just listen. I'll just listen and get in my live reads with my sponsors, talk to Charles Woodson and a couple of guys. But I am specifically calling out some of the loud voices in the Raider Nation. Some of you guys are famous. A lot of you guys are named Raider somebody, right? And you're all really popular, and some of you are my friends. I, I, I have wings and break bread with you. It would be nice to hear from a couple of members of the Raider Nation, the elite fans who join me, to say, you know, this Jimmy Garoppolo thing reminds me exactly of Plunkett. Now, he's not going to be Plunkett. He's not going to win two Super Bowls, maybe a Super Bowl MVP. If he, if, if he goes to the Super Bowl, he can win a Super Bowl MVP. But I, I wish there was sports radio when Plunkett came here. Man, I'd love to go back in the hot tub time machine and hear what everybody would have said about Jim Plunkett being a third-string quarterback and what they would have said on sports talk radio in Oakland, California, nationally. You know, you got some national guys this week who make mistake after mistake on everything. What would they have said about Plunkett when Plunkett was coming here initially? Would they have turned up the heat? You know what they would have said? They would have said nothing. No one, it wouldn't have been on anybody's radar. Al Davis would have got Jim Plunkett, punked him on the bench, said, Jim, get healthy, we don't need you. Pastorini breaks his leg, Plunkett becomes iconic. No one would have said anything anything before that. No one would have cared. It would have been like Plunkett's a third-string quarterback. Man, kind of sad. The guy won the Heisman Trophy, he was the first pick in the draft, and now he's sitting on our bench. If it was a sports radio topic, I don't think it would have been big. Jimmy Garoppolo's won 70% of his games and four playoff games. Now, there's always an excuse built in. Well, he did it on good teams. Well, what do you want to do? It's a really important topic. Jimmy Garoppolo got drafted by the Patriots and played for the Niners. You know who Baker Mayfield got drafted by? I'm a big Baker Mayfield guy. He got drafted by Cleveland. What would have happened to Baker Mayfield if he was drafted by the Niners? Say with the fourth pick or the ninth pick or whatever. We don't, we're never going to know that. But what about some of these quarter? What would have happened to Ben Roethlisberger if he didn't get drafted by Pittsburgh? He wasn't a top five pick. He went to a great organization with stability, and he's going to be a Hall of Famer. Well, the big knock on Jimmy G is he's only played on good teams, so he wins 70% of his games. 
and he manages games well. Well, that's good for the Raiders because he comes from high pedigree. He comes from the Patriots and the Niners where they won at a high level and they ran the organization and the offense the right way. That's why Josh McDaniels brought him in. So as I left practice today, and I always make phone calls, when I, when I leave practice, I make a, a couple of phone calls, and I asked a former player, what do you think about Jimmy Garoppolo? And the former player told me, well, I like him a lot, but I expect him to get hurt. I go, oh, my God. Here I go again. So I got to bring this up on the radio. Who is excited for Jimmy Garoppolo to play well? And the hook to the monologue is the fact that none of the national media is. None of the national media seems to be very excited about Jimmy Garoppolo. And we're going to have a couple of 49er guests on, and it'll be a topic on the broadcast, as I'll be on the broadcast with Eric Allen and Lincoln Kennedy. We're doing something cool. We're doing like a Manning cast. We're going to have the Latino version, the TV. We're going to morph the TV and the radio. We're doing, we're doing something fun, something a little bit outside to have a good time. I'm going to be a part of that as an analyst up there, so I'm looking forward to that. And we're going to talk about Jimmy G. On this broadcast, on the radio broadcast, we're going to do something a little bit different than a hardcore, you know, man in motion, you know, trips right and all that. We may be talking about the Raiders, kind of like a Manning cast. We're going to get the play in, but we're going to be talking heavy to Raider fans about this team. And that'll be a fun thing to do. I'm excited to be a part of that on Sunday. And when Jimmy Garoppolo comes up, I wonder what the fans think. In my perspective, I really don't have much of an idea on this topic. I think I have my hand on the pulse of the Raider fans and the Raider Nation. You know, Vinny B is at more practices, has the pulse of the roster better than me. You know, you got Q's out there more than me with the roster, all of that. But I have my, my hand on the pulse of the fans. I don't have an answer to this Jimmy Garoppolo thing. I really don't. I don't know what you fans think about this. Uh, when we look at what, what goes on with Jimmy Garoppolo, he's a guy who's very private and not around a lot. I am thrilled for my friend Charles Woodson, who I'm going to see a lot, this weekend and this year, Woodson Bourbon Whiskey, they've been a proud partner on our show from the existence. And then the news comes down today about the exclusive deal with the Raiders as he's at the organization with this and at the highest level. Charles, thanks for joining us. Congratulations on this. How proud are you for your team that put this deal together? Man, it's unbelievable. Um, you know, I, telling, talking to people about, you know, this deal and, and, you know, working it out with the Raiders is that, you know, we've been around uh, the Raiders for a long time, JT, and when they say, you know, once a Raider, always a Raider, it really is the truth around there. And uh, they've always, you know, done all of their alumni well. You know, we'll have the alumni weekend this weekend where, you know, a bunch of guys are going to come back, you know, and just, you know, fellowship and hang around. Um, but this is this is all part of it. You know, this is an opportunity for me um, post-football uh, to continue into my business and continue that business along with the Las Vegas Raiders. So um, I'm excited, man. I'm, I'm you know, uh, you know, big, big thanks to, you know, Mark Davis, of course, and um, Sandra and, you know, the, the partnership team and Raider Nation, you know, because, man, you know, when I first uh, started, you know, this journey with the, with the whiskey, uh, Raider Nation jumped in head first, you know, mm-hmm. um, and, and started posting, you know, about, you know, you know, ha- having a good time with the whiskey and, and, you know, giving it a lot of love and, and people enjoyed it. And so that's a, that's a huge part of it too. This, this partnership doesn't happen 
without having a great product. And uh, Raider Nation is definitely definitely has a big hand in that. Charles Woodson, Hall of Famer, is our guest. You know, one of the first times I saw your wine operation back when it was starting up in Napa, and as you grew to intercept, and your, your wines are unbelievable, and then the barrels for the whiskey. Take some of the listeners behind the scenes of the early stages of you and your passion for wine, which started in Napa, and now has it evolved to multiple brands, including Woodson Bourbon Whiskey. Yeah, so the, the wine started, uh, as you just mentioned, in Napa Valley. Um, I just gained a, a real appreciation for, um, you know, Napa Valley wine country. Um, you know, anytime I was out and, and, and enjoying, you know, great food and cuisine, you know, there in Napa Valley, you know, people were enjoying wine. And, uh, you know, I started to, you know, partake and drinking wine and kind of learning a little bit about it. And I started that first brand, which was uh, 24 by uh, Charles Woodson coming out of Calistoga. Um, and I did that for years and I was doing it, you know, um, on my own, you know, and, uh, you know, I had, of course, you know, my, my partner at the time who was working with me, but, you know, a lot of the, you know, capital and those things came from me. Um, and then I, I got to a point where, you know, I needed a partner and I, and I partnered up with O'Neill Vintners out of Paso Robles and, uh, Jeff O'Neill and his team. And that's where Intercept Wines was created. And, uh, that, that put me on a better footing in terms of trying to get that national exposure. Um, In just a few short years, we gained national distribution. So Intercept Wine is uh, in just about all 50 states now, Um, and so very proud of that. Like you mentioned, we have, you know, the Cab, the uh, Chardonnay, Red Blend, and Pinot Noir, and they're all excellent, you know, affordable uh, wines. And, uh, you know, just throughout that process, I I felt like I wanted to, you know, kind of add to that portfolio, and that's when I got into the bourbon. And uh, the bourbon has been going really well, as you can see, you know, with the announcement of the partnership with the Raiders today. Um, we're making, you know, you know, great strides. And I feel like this is a, a big step for man and, and, a, and a giant leap for Woodson Bourbon Whiskey. <laughs> no, I, no doubt. I love that. That's got to be on the back of one of the bottles. Charles Woodson Absolutely. joins us. You know, Charles, there is a team. You have a whole bunch of teams. Your biggest team is your family, your wife and kids, and then the Raiders. You won a Super Bowl with the Packers. And, you know, a lot of celebrities and then athletes who morph into celebrities, they're always pitched these deals. You know, Clooney and Randy Gerber with Casamigos, and then you see Mark Wahlberg who's in town with his, and then these these wars to try to build these brands and all the all the other celebrities who've done that. You've looked at this differently. This is a long-term play for you. So when you go into your business side and you put your hat on for Woodson Bourbon Whiskey, what's a typical day like for you? Well, for me, it's, I think the most important thing about it is you got to have the right team around you because mm-hmm. um, you don't you don't do it on your own. And uh, you know, for myself and and my my partner uh, Chris and then my marketing guys Jay and Joe, you know these guys are outstanding. You know at what they do. And Joe and Joe and Jay in terms of uh, the marketing, you know we're we're on phone calls. You know constantly, um, they're always reaching out to you know different people, um, and you know you know, bringing different opportunities for us to, to showcase our, our uh, you know, the bourbon and, and the product. And so we just, it's constantly, it's a lot of phone calls. There's, mm-hmm. uh, you know, a lot of uh, uh, meetings, you know, there's activations, which, you know, we'll do this weekend. Of course, I'll be there for the alumni weekend, mm-hmm. but I'm also going to be there working with Mandalay Bay and Luxor, um, introducing some, some different, 
you know, pool drink that they're going to incorporate the whips and whiskey with. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you, you're spending a lot of time, whether it's, uh, you know, actual being there in person or on phone calls, man, all throughout the day, all throughout the week, uh, just staying on top of it because you have to be active in it because if you're not, um, again, you, you mentioned all of the different mm-hmm. names and the different people who have different brands, you'll get lost in the shuffle if, if you don't, you know, take advantage of the, a position that you may have. So we're all about trying to, you know, get into a restaurant, get on the menu, uh, which yeah. is important because we want to have staying power. Uh, we want to have deals like we have with the Raiders where mm-hmm. we have that footprint within the stadium. Um, and we want, we, we're looking for, for shelf space. We want to be on the shelf, you know, yeah. we don't want to just come there and, you know, have an event. And, and once I'm gone, my product is gone. You know, we want to be able to leave our footprint behind. Yeah. And that's what we tell Raider nation as a partner for everybody. The goal is for everyone who goes into a casino, a bar or a restaurant, it's official. Now what's in bourbon whiskey is the official bourbon of the Las Vegas Raiders. Ask your server, ask the GM, ask the bartenders, where is it? And if you don't see it there, tell us and we'll get that information over to Charles. Charles, the social media on this is off the charts with you and the Raiders as we wrap this up. Just a couple of football questions. Marcus Peters, the 24. You know the Raiders needed a cornerback. This Jacorian Bennett could be a star, and he might start as a rookie, but how important was it to get Marcus Peters there from Oakland to kind of stabilize that secondary with Epps at safety and Merrick and really tighten up the back end of this defense? Uh, JT, we don't just need corners. We, we need playmakers. Yeah. And, uh, and Marcus Peters is, is a playmaker. I mean, you look at what he's done in, in just a, a short time in his career, the amount of interceptions that he's gotten, you know, he gets his hands on a lot of balls. He's also a guy who uh, does a great, dr- uh, great job at stripping at the football, you know, something that I know a great deal about. So it's not just about having uh, another corner, you know, having that guy out there, someone who um, – those guys can look at and watch and, and kind of get a feel of, you know, what he sees and, and why he, why he jumped this route. Um, and, and so if he can get, you know, those guys to kind of understand that and just get a couple of these guys to, you know, not be afraid to go make the play, then I think that can translate well uh, for the back end. So it's always good, you know, in my opinion, to have a, a, a veteran, you know, somebody who's done it at a high level, mm-hmm. you know, for the, for the young guys to look at and say, okay, okay. I, I now I can I see it, you know I see it up close and personal, and uh, so now let me add a little bit what he does to my game and, and, and the things that I already do well. Yeah. And see if we can make this, make this thing better. So uh, I'm excited for for Marcus um, to be. Hey, this is this is his team. Yeah. <laughs> you know he, he grew up he grew up a Raider man. He loves uh, Raider Nation. He 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 is a Raider. <laughs> you know what I mean. So. Uh, looking forward to see what he does. Yeah, I, I can't wait because to see him in the jersey you wore and your mentor, Willie Brown. I was with George Atkinson in his office today, and he was looking at some cut-ups, and George said a couple of things about this guy, which are unbelievable. Hey, lastly, once a Raider, always a Raider. I'll see you this weekend here. The business is booming. We're excited about all of that. You know, your message to the Raider fans, because before you came on, I was saying, welcome Jimmy Garoppolo. Plunkett came from New England in the 49ers. He was a third stringer when he came here, and he went to be an iconic player. And Jimmy Garoppolo's new. Everybody knows he was a Patriot. Everyone knows he was a Niner. 
but he's now the quarterback of the silver and black. And when you're around him now and you see how important it is for this team to win, what can you tell Raider Nation about Jimmy Garoppolo and getting all in here so he can help us win some games? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm like most people. I, I like Jimmy G. Jimmy mm-hmm. G played in some big games. He, he's won playoff games. He's gotten a team uh, to the Super Bowl. Um, I think the one thing that you worry about, you know, with Jimmy G is just the injuries. And mm-hmm. Really, that's it. I think he's a heck of a quarterback. And, uh, you know, what I'm hoping is that he comes in, he's able to stay healthy. Um, he's got weapons around him. Um, you know, of course, Devontae, it goes without saying. Um, I, I like the pickup of bringing in the young tight end and, and Michael Mayer. Um, I think that's that's huge. It'll be huge for the run game, and then he can get down the field a, uh, a little bit as well. Um, man, hoping you know we can get Jacob uh, back in the fold, mm-hmm. uh, but, but but if not, you know we still got guys on, on that that offense that can make plays, and so I think Jimmy G will be a great distributor of the football. I think he he understands uh, Josh Daniels' uh, offense, uh, so that shouldn't be an issue for him. Uh, quick release, mm-hmm. I like that about him. Uh, and the ball flies out of his hands uh, very quickly. So, um, look, I'm, I'm excited. You know, this is, yep. you know, whenever you go into a season, you know, JT, you think you think the best. Yes. You know? So I'm thinking the best. I'm very positive. And uh, hopefully, man, we can start this season up the right way and just keep it going throughout. I'll see you this weekend, Charles. Congratulations on this deal. I know how big it is, and the fans know also. Thanks for coming on with me. JT, appreciate it. You got it. Charles Woodson. Nice. How about that? And... You know, he's a good guy just to be around. Uh, I'm really proud to be associated with Charles on the radio here, and now that this is an official deal deal with the Raiders, it makes a lot of sense. It's a great product. You know, if you're a whiskey drinker, you got a lot of op- options, obviously a lot of them. I'm a cigar guy, a whiskey guy. It was never my strength, but when I do have it, I have a Woodson bourbon whiskey because I love Charles, and I want to see Charles do well. And again, very important what we said at the end. And as they've been a partner with my show since they've gotten this whiskey up and running, we got to do the job of asking for it. So no matter where you go, you ask for a Woodson bourbon whiskey. And once you get it, you know, you know it's there, obviously. If it's not there, let us know. Because we have the ability to contact Charles's partners, and then we say, hey, we're talking about it on the radio. Our, our Raider Nation goes to these establishments. Can we try to put a deal together? Deals don't happen. You know, all of a sudden, these, these spirits don't show up on shelves. There's big business behind it, and Charles is doing a great job there. So we're going to open up the phones, get you going here. 702-365-9200. I just asked Charles Woodson about Jimmy Garoppolo. I back up everything I say on the show. I'm asking you today, ahead of the Niners coming to town, Niners radios in town, they're all here. They already got here. Niners are in town. Uh, what do you Raider fans feel like it's your responsibility to protect Jimmy Garoppolo, to back him on the radio, social media, because he's your quarterback? I mean, I think there is a responsibility to that if you claim to be a Raider fan. You might not love the coaches at times or a GM or a particular guy. You got no reason not to like Jimmy G unless you're a real big car person, which is fair, and you just can't get over that and you can't get over that, then I understand that. But we got to leave the train rolling down the tracks with Jimmy G. Operator Raider in Pittsburgh, California. Start us off. What's up, JT? How's it going, man? Doing well, thanks. Um, so I'm going to track back to the what you opened the show with was uh, not being back till week three. Um, I think that, that I'm going to try to seek a positive from that, saying, you know, 
these guys have already been on the road a little bit, and they're already used to being on the road when the season starts. So hopefully that might can, they can use that as their advantage. A second, um, yeah, I'm a big Derek Carr fan, but, you know, there's a lot of us that were Carr fans, but I'm also, you know, that, that ship has sailed. It's time to move on. Jimmy G's our guy, and I'm not – I'm praying for his health. Like everyone else is praying, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna bash the guy for his injury history. He was in a off in San Francisco that just got quarterbacks demolished, and I'm trying to I'm excited to see what he does in Josh McDaniels' system. He's back in it, mm-hmm. and uh, it seems like quarterbacks seem to stay a little healthier with in his system, and I, I think that might be an advantage this year with Jimmy G. And I'm pulling for him, so that's all I got to say about it. Nice talking to you, JT. Yeah, thank you uh, again. I don't think it's hard to back your quarterback. I'm a Yankee fan. As you know, I talk a lot of Yankees, and I'm all, I get mad at the Yankees when they don't play well. I get really upset, uh, especially with Gene Carlos Stanton, who strikes out like four times a game. But he's a Yankee, and he's on my team that I like, but I don't want him on the team anymore. I want him to be traded. Jimmy Garoppolo's different. He's a quarterback, and he's good. He's been a really good quarterback. Yes, he's been injured. He's not injured now. I was out there today with Eddie Pascal. And I looked out at Jimmy G in warm-ups, and the guy looked slick. Did anybody see last night Aaron Rodgers? Aaron Rodgers was on hard knocks. Man, he looked fit and in shape and slick. He looked unbelievable. I don't know what he's done, but Aaron Rodgers is in probably some of the best shape I've seen, and Jimmy G looks the same to me, in tremendous shape. That's just the eyeball test. I don't expect to see a lot of Jimmy Garoppolo in the preseason. I hope I'm wrong. Maybe he plays a series or two. If he does, it would only be in L.A., I think it would be in L.A. Uh, the third preseason game, I think most teams are going to shut down their starters, but I don't know. I'll be in the production meeting coming up on Friday, and we'll get a feel for that. But when we look at what's going to happen with Jimmy Garoppolo, I should have nine phone lines full. We, we were the first show to interview Jimmy Garoppolo, and now my call to action today is the Niners are in town. Make the guy feel at home. I mean, they're, these, you're, you're great fans in the Raider Nation. You're great fans, and you're being attacked all around from Denver to national radio hosts. This is your quarterback. This is it. There's no one walking through that door. It's Jimmy G. Get behind him. And then if there's another issue, an injury, or if he's struggling, we're going to take all your phone calls. But hopefully he wins some games. The best chance the Raiders have to win this year is Jimmy bleeping Garoppolo. Because if he's not winning and they go in a different direction, we're starting with Aiden O'Connell long-term, or we're going back into free agency. And I don't got the energy to do that in August of 2023. I don't. I want to support Jimmy Garoppolo, and I want to hope that he feels comfortable, which he seems to be in Vegas, and he has a great time. We are brought to you by Woodson Bourbon Whiskey. They've been a proud partner of our show, and we really appreciate Charles coming on today to kick this off. Go support Woodson Bourbon Whiskey. And now that they're an official partner with the Raiders, it's actually even easier to do. Uh, Kevin Bollinger will join us. We'll try to get to Aiden O'Connell's press conference and Roxy Bernstein on the fall of the Pac-12. I think one thing that they do is they rub off on some of the young guys that we've drafted. And, you know, because when you, you know, when you draft players, they come into your, your building, they really don't have an understanding 
of what the NFL is like other than what they see. And so, um, you know, their, their interpretation of what NFL football is like, you know, is watching Crosby show up at 530 in the morning and, you know, watching Adams compete. And uh, you mentioned a number of other guys. And I think that that's a, that's a great that's a great way to, uh, you know, uh, to kind of build your overall identity as an organization is you put some guys in those positions of leadership. They do their job the right way. They, they embrace the, the grind of football year-round and do the right things. And uh, hopefully you have a team full of them, you know, at some point. Uh, Josh McDaniels talking about the buy-in and the players who really got to be all in. And the Raiders have three of the top 17 players in football. According to the players, JT, back with you as we continue on. Uh, thanks for joining us as we're brought to you by Modelo. Oh, my God, I love Modelo. Modelo everywhere. My bucket of Modelo's on Friday, Alumni Weekend. Uh, pour back a Modelo, the fighting spirit. We're putting our, together our calendar with the super fans, the Black Hole, Modelo. Uh, two of our proud partners are the Black Hole and Modelo, and we work and coincide with both of them, so we thank them. For the support, thanks to Charles Woodson and Woodson Bourbon Whiskey as they rolled that out. Go to go to the Raiders' social media. They spent a lot of time with Charles today. Charles is around. They are really backing this, and the Raiders are a great partner. And to be a partner in Vegas. And people say, why does Tom Brady want to be involved with the Raiders? Well, the Raiders are a longtime proud organization, but a lot of athletes want to get involved in Las Vegas. They want to be in Vegas, the sports and entertainment capital of the world. And I can attest that Charles wants to do that, too. So the preseason game's coming up. Uh, broadcasts are going to be fun. I was in a meeting today. I'm in a dinner tomorrow night with everybody, Gannon, Millen. I'm going to be kind of anchoring a little radio TV simulcast. So if you're a Raider fan, we're going to have fun in the preseason. Link and I, Eric Allen, will be on radio. We'll also be switching over to TV at times. We'll have some interviews, big ones, going on on the field that we'll be cutting in and out to. And the best way to describe it would be kind of like a Manning cast on radio where we're going to have fun and try something different. And I'm excited about that to be a part of it in a small way. Jason Horowitz will be on TV and do a great job with Matt Millen and Rich Gannon. So all that Harry Ruiz is going to be on the Latino side and all of that and plus some other surprises because the alumni are there. So we only got one preseason home game. And then what's today, Bobby? Is today, today is Wednesday. And then next Wednesday, I fly with the Raiders to L.A., and we'll be there in L.A. for the joint practices, SoFi Stadium, and that's going to be a lot of fun. So it's time to get on the road and talk Raider football, and today we're talking about Jimmy G. As we get to La Casa Viejas, Mike, did I get that right, Mike? Uh, La Casa Vegas. Okay, La Casa Vegas, I'm sorry. Appreciate it. (laughs) Bobby forgot the G. It's a a very, very common mistake here in Vegas. Go ahead. (laughs) Well, I just want to say a couple of things about Jimmy G. When we first picked him up, mm-hmm. uh, I've been a Raider fan for 50 years, over 50 years. Uh, and it's like anything else. I mean, you worry about, you know, what, is he going to win us any games? How's he going to play? Uh, you worry about all of that. But then you, you sit there and you go, hey, he's our quarterback. So you back him no matter what. But here's the second thing I wanted to say. Mm-hmm. You cannot worry about injuries that may or may not happen. You can sit there and everyone can say, well, he's injury prone. Well, you could pick any team in the league and sit there and pick a player out and go, they're injury prone. How about Joe Burrow? Hold on. How about Joe Burrow's never had a training camp? How about Joe Burrow had a season-ending injury? Joe Burrow's hurt now. Everybody, right. Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow, he's been hurt. And he's right. hurt again. He's hurt twice in his first four years. 
Now, he's better than Jimmy Garoppolo. I think his upside's better. But, you know, you got guys who are hurt all the time in this league. Right. And the thing is this. He's the quarterback. So he's the high profile. He's the highest profile player on the team. So when anybody gets hurt on that kind of level, everyone's going to sit there and go, wow, he got hurt more than once. Oh, my Mm -hmm. God. He's injury prone. That doesn't make a player injury prone. Uh, He's had unfortunate injuries, but that doesn't make him uh, always going to be hurt every season. And here's the other thing. He wins games. And what is our motto? Just win, baby. So if he's going to win us enough games and get us in the playoffs, hey, he's our quarterback, Mm -hmm. and let's just win games. Yeah, uh, that's what I say. Thank you for that. And if there are injuries, we have a radio show to talk about it if they happen. That's it. I mean, again, he's completely healthy now. We don't want to see him suffer a big injury, a shoulder, a knee, or a foot. Aggravated foot coming off the surgery he had. But the Raiders signed him and Tyree Wilson and others knowing that they were going to be through a a rehab process to get back to where they're at 100%. They'll play at a high level. And Jimmy Garoppolo's played at a high level in this league for a long time. And I don't claim to know him well. I just met him a few times. But I will tell you from what I've seen from Jimmy Garoppolo, everyone from George Kittle to Max Crosby said, not good teammate, great teammate. He's a different guy. He's not a social media guy. He's not a guy that does a lot of PR. He's not out in public much. He's a quiet guy who just goes about his business. But there's pressure for him to win games. The way they structured this deal with the – you know, the, the, the clause to, for him to pass his physical, he passed the physical. He's here now. We all know that this team has to win. I'm sick of talking to people who think the Raiders are a four or five win team. If they are a four or five win team, it's going to suck. It really will. I'm not going to sugarcoat it or hide from that. But if they can play to their ability, uh, getting back to what I said about three of the top 20 players in the league, three of the top 17. So you got Josh Jacobs at 11. I think Devontae was 12 or 13, and Max was 17. And my son and my wife, we were there last night on the couch, and I go, they got three of the top 17 players in the entire league. Who else has that? You look around, you know, you got Nick Bosa with the 49ers. You got Christian McCaffrey. You look around, the Raiders have players that you don't rebuild around. Max Crosby's not going to stand for a rebuild. Jimmy Garoppolo didn't come here for a rebuild. They came here to win. And again, I spent some private time today with George Atkinson, the legendary Raider, in his office. And I talked to George off the record about the defense and Peters and Merrig. And he was giving me a lot of good information about the way these guys play and what their strengths are. If they, if they play better on defense on the back end than they've played in the last couple of years, the team could be really good. I do that. I'm not, I'm not sold on the linebackers. I'm not. No, neither are you. We'd like to see Spillane do well. We want to see Diablo do well. Man, he looks strong. He looks unbelievable. But I'm, I'm going to wait till the Denver and Buffalo game to see the film and see how they do. But the secondary has a chance to be good. Jacorian Bennett, Marcus Peters, Marcus Epps, and Trayvon Merrick, who should only be getting better. That's another big misconception about Merrick. People think, well, Merrick didn't have that good of a year last year. Maybe that's true. But he's young, and he was drafted high. He's supposed to get better. He's supposed to get stronger, smarter, more explosive. That's why they kept him around here, and that's got to happen here. That has to happen. Raiders 66, always appreciate your calls. What's happening? Hey, JT, hope you're having a great day. I am. Thank you. Hopefully you too. Go ahead. 
All right. Yeah, we all want every, uh, the team to do well, and that comes down to the schedule. You know, we bemoan the, the fact that we've got three of the first four games on the road, but, you know, to the old-time Raider fans, that's just, uh, you know, standard operating procedure. Back in the 70s, uh, it was awful. In 74, we had four of the first five games on the road. In 75, the first five games on the road. And in 76, the Super Bowl year, we opened uh, at home, but then the next five were on the road. So uh, this is mm-hmm. nothing new for, uh, for Raider fans. But I want to talk about this schedule. We just finished the all-time team, which was just fantastic. How about an all-time schedule? This 2023 mm-hmm. schedule for the Raiders could be one for the ages. Um, somewhere in this season, we will have our third victory of the year. That will be the franchise's 500th uh, regular season victory. Mm-hmm. That is a milestone that not too many teams have made yet. But listen to this. You, start, you touched on it yesterday a little bit, uh, JT. Uh, this schedule, uh, week five, we played Green Bay. In 67, they beat us in Super Bowl two. Week 10, we played the Jets. In 68, they beat us and won Super Bowl three. Mm-hmm. In weeks 12 and 16, we played the Chiefs. They beat us in 69, won Super Bowl four. Week 17, we played the Colts. In 70, they beat us, won Super Bowl eight. Week 11, Miami. 73, they won Super Bowl, uh, uh, Super mm-hmm. Bowl five for the Colts. Super Bowl eight for Miami after beating us. All told, we had eight championship games. The teams went 6-2 and two in those games in the Super Bowl. The 70s was all AFC, so it's very likely if the ball bounces one way or another, the Raiders get there. Then we also had a couple of games against uh, the uh, Patriots. They went 1-1 one and one in those Super Bowls, mm-hmm. so you could be looking at 10-5 and five for a, a record for the Raiders in the Super Bowl, but wait, that's not, that's not it. The teams that we play this season have won 32 of the 57 Super Bowls. You add the three. Wow, wait, wait a second. Well, I, I want to hear that again. I'm going to tweet yes. this. You're unbelievable yes. at that. Say that again. This season, the teams that we play, the franchises we play, have won 32 of the 57 Super Bowls. Cl- include the three that the Raiders have won. That's 35 out of 57. But wait, the greatest part is this. In the preseason, if we include those teams, we are playing this year the teams that have won, franchises that have won 47 of the 57 Super Bowls. That is one for the record books. I don't think it'll ever happen again for a while, the way that the uh, schedules are rotated. It is amazing, and this could be an all-time great season for the Raiders. Thanks for the time, JT. Yeah, so again, the tweet. This season, the Raiders play teams that have won 32 of the 57 Super Bowls. Who knows that other than Raider 66 and Raider Mort? And I don't think Raider Mort knew that one. That's a good number. That's it's impressive. The schedule's hard. I get upset when the schedule comes out, man. I don't know. I don't remember the last time a schedule came out and I was like, "Woo, that looks good." Every time the schedule comes out here, it's a monster. And no one ever thought that Mahomes was going to be Brady. He is. I don't think he'll be better than Brady, but he could be. And we got to deal with that. Justin Herbert was on national radio today getting patted on the back. No one, no one ever interviews Justin Herbert and goes, you lose half your games to the Raiders. No one ever interviews Justin Herbert and says, you blew a 27-0 lead to Jacksonville. Everybody says how great Justin Herbert is. I'm guilty of that. I think he's great. But I think the Chargers are a flawed team because of their coach. The Raiders now are entering a time, they've already entered it, where they're going to be playing Kansas City and nothing matters until Kansas City's dethroned. Nothing. I mean, you're playing for the wild card, but you're not. You're, when the season starts and you're 0-0, zero and zero, Mark Davis, who's told me this a million times, is playing for the Super Bowl. And you're playing to win the division. 
and you're playing for a bye week. But now that you have Kansas City with Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes, you're playing to keep them close and have an opportunity after week 10, 11, or 12 to catch a break and to catch them. That's a release they think with the Chargers in Denver. Denver fascinates me. I don't know what's going to happen with Denver this year. I just hope they're not in a good rhythm week one because they're going to play Russell Wilson, and that's a huge warning sign. They're playing Russell Wilson in the preseason because they must think he's expendable if he gets hurt. If he gets hurt, he's done. And then the organization is done with Russell Wilson. I mean, he's not going to go anywhere, but if he doesn't play well this year, what happens if Russell Wilson has another bad year and it's with Sean Payton? Then they're going to have a massive problem that can derail the organization. I, like you, and most people believe Russell Wilson's going to get significantly better with Sean Payton. But I'm not in fear of that Denver roster. That Denver roster is not as good as the Raiders. They don't have three of the top 17 players in the league. They don't have Devontae Adams and Max Crosby. The Chargers roster is probably better than the Raiders, and it has been for a bit. And Kansas City's roster is arguably the best in football. So today is not a welcome party for Jimmy Garoppolo, but I thought, knowing that some of my friends from the Niners, especially uh, broadcasters, are here, and they're listening to us, they are, that we would be positive about Jimmy Garoppolo. We would be, because I don't think he's going to play in the preseason. But he's going to be out there wearing a baseball cap, and his other team, former teams on the other sideline. And I think Las Vegas just has to do a better job in general of reminding everyone and standing behind their quarterback. And if you think I'm wrong... Tell me why. 702-365-9200. Roxy Bernstein on the fall fall of the Pac-12. We had Charles Woodson on earlier. We have Kevin Bollinger from Fox 5. And then your phone calls the rest of the way. On a busy day in the NFL, my opinions of Hard Knocks on HBO, which debuted last night, coming up next. Uh, it was it was awesome, man. Uh, so I always saw Josh and Tom do that back in New England. <clears throat> Thought it was really cool. Thought it was just that's just smart football when the play caller and the quarterback are working together like that. And uh, yeah, it was a really cool experience. Uh, I felt good to get back into that. Just uh, putting your two senses in, uh, two cents in as a quarterback uh, and certain plays that you liked in a certain offense. And it's new to Josh, new to me, and we're just trying to make it all work. But yeah, it's it's been really cool. Uh, I enjoyed the process with him. Jimmy G seems to be saying all the right things. JT is back with you. Thanks for listening. We appreciate everybody over at Resorts World with Doghouse Saloon. Monday Night Football is going to jump on us pretty quick here, so we're excited about that. We're waiting. There's a couple of Raiders who are going to be speaking here. Uh, that's in progress. I wanted to take Aiden O'Connell. I want to hear from the quarterback because I think we're going to see a lot of him in the preseason. I'll know more on Friday heading into the game on Sunday about the rotation I'm brand new on Instagram, JT the Brick Hits, H I T S. And I put out a quick video last night about the fact that I think my rule is, and who cares about my rule? I'm not a coach. But if you won seven games or less, you should play some of your starters. It's just my rule. That's You don't have to agree with me, but what are you going to do? If you're a four or five win team, you're going to play nobody? You're just going to say, okay, the season starts, go win? Phil Villapiano, who I'll see this weekend, was very passionate about that. But he played in a different era. They played six preseason games, and they played in all of them. Imagine being Fred Bolitnikoff and knowing that you had to play every preseason game. 
Not like, hey, Freddie, you're not going to play the third, fourth, and fifth, but we're going to play you in the second and the sixth. No, you played. And same type of injuries, same tackling, more of a brutal time to play football than now. Players are bigger, stronger, and faster now, but the equipment was less back in the day, the pads, the equipment, unless you were the Raiders that had some plaster of Paris around your forearm. But they played a lot more in the preseason, and I think they were ready to play football. So if this was Derek Carr, which it is not, if this was Derek Carr, come on, get Carr on the field. I know you want to protect him. I get it. But year 10, he's got to be better in the system. I think Jimmy Garoppolo is probably real good in this system already. Real good in it with Josh McDaniels on the whiteboard in film study and practice. Throw a couple interceptions here and there. No big deal. It's, a, it's training camp. But Garoppolo is not catching up. Garoppolo is not sitting back going, oh, my God, I don't know any of this. I need, I need reps in the preseason. Same with Devontae. Same with Max. But what about the cornerbacks? What about the linebackers? You know, you don't want the linebackers to get hurt. The weakest room when it comes to depth is linebacker. So would you like to double uh, bubble wrap these linebackers, or do you want to see them play a, a quarter or a half? I want to see them play a game, a half a game. A half of one of the three games for the linebackers I think would be good. I'd like to see it happen, especially Diablo and Spillane, and to see what they're going to do. But we just feel that a player getting hurt in week two is so, so much more drastic than the third preseason game. If a guy's going to get hurt in week 17, that's a best-case scenario. You get the whole year out of him. But we don't know when injuries are coming. We have no idea. And there's going to be a few of them coming up this weekend because I think most people haven't been playing. And there's a lot of games coming up. We had one game so far, the Hall of Fame game. So last night I watched Hard Knocks. Uh, the best part of it was Liev Schreiber, uh, who is Ray Donovan. If you've seen him in movies on the TV show Ray Donovan, he came for the first time as the voice of God, the voice of Hard Knocks to Jets camp. And that was kind of cool. Aaron Rodgers was really excited to see him. Aaron Rodgers, the whole episode was about Sauce Gardner and Aaron Rodgers and Garrett Wilson and the new look Jets. And I'm not a Robert Sala isn't great on TV. He's not like John Gruden. Knock on wood if you're with me. He's not that type of guy. But a little bit, a little bit of profanity, but it was a little bit boring. It wasn't a great hard knocks. I think what they did on hard knocks is they bought Liv Shriver there in an L helicopter. He met Aaron Rodgers. It was all about Rodgers. And Rodgers is really likable. He hasn't been likable in the last couple of years on this show. He's been real flaky and goofy and the ayahuasca and you know going on these yoga cleanses with girlfriends he breaks up with in Hawaii. Oh, really big deal. The fires in Maui today on the at Lahaina. There were people running into the ocean to escape the flames. Lahaina, as you know it, is wiped out today. I got a lot of friends who live in Maui. I just got back. That was my vacation a couple of weeks ago. So I touched base with my friends in Kihei who are okay. But the wildfires in Maui came right down to the beach. And there's video of people running in the ocean to save their lives and escape the flames. We got a lot of listeners here. They call Vegas the Ninth Island. There are a lot of Hawaiians visiting and live here in Las Vegas. I know many of them are thinking deeply about the safety of their family and friends today in Maui. What a beautiful spot Lahaina is. And I hope that they can save more of it than what it looked like on television today. That was hard to see. And if you don't have on the national news, you don't know what I'm talking about. Just go to Twitter and you'll see some of the harrowing videos of people that were very much in harm's way. 
So prayers and thoughts to everybody out there on the island of Maui. Roxy Bernstein will join us next hour. A big Pac-12 voice, a baseball play-by-play voice. And then we'll jump into a conversation with Kevin Bollinger from Fox 5, their sports director, on what he saw at practice today and what we could see tomorrow against the Niners. Brought to you by Grimaldi's, the best pizza I've ever had.